people are not willing to go down to go back up. But the people that are really scared and are still there, mm-hmm. they're the most brave people. You can learn so much from unfairness. Big bucks, big fucks, right? But we have to realize that our level is not fucking normal. Like, it is obscene. Welcome to Not Another Business Podcast. So what no one knows is that I have been working on a book for God knows how many years now called Not Another Team Meeting. And every now and then when I have a really awesome team meeting or a really bad one, I come back to this little folder in my phone and I make a note of it. And there's so many lessons I have had through good and bad team meetings through my career that I want to share some of these with you. Some of my my key, my key meetings that have really, really made a difference. And we're going to start here. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I had this one time that I came back from holiday and this was probably when my leadership was not at its best. Um, I took my first holiday in a very, very long time. And when I came back, I said to the manager, okay, go on then, give me the list. What, what's gone wrong? <laughs> and she started reading through the list. And like literally halfway through the list, I was in floods of tears. And I just said, I'm, I am so sorry. Like, can you pause this list? I need to go for a walk. And I went for a walk. And when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm ready for the second half of the list. And the amount of things that I needed to sort out, what I understand now is that if I had better structures and systems in place, they would have been sorted with me not there. But anyway, the amount of things that were on the list that I needed to sort out was just overwhelming. However, the way that I handled this, I think was was the saving grace of this situation. So rather than looking down the list and deciding what I thought was most important to deal with, I realized that I had a team full of people that were pretty pissed with me because of all these things. So rather than working on the list straight away, I called a meeting and I got a massive piece of paper and I said, right, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. I want you to write down everything that you think needs dealing with in this business right now. Now, obviously I have some from a management perspective, but this is from a greater team. I got them to write them all on the wall and I said, okay, <laughs> now I want you to collectively as a team, label them in the order that you want me to pay attention to them. Because I've just come back from holiday. There is a lot on this list. This all matters to me, but I need to know what matters to you. And went through the list one by one by one. And they gave me their top three. And I said, right, the top three, I'm going to work on this week. And sometimes it was little things like the skirting boards need painting or, you know, I don't know, like small things. And some were bigger. We were missing products or things that we need. And by doing that, it was excellent because I gave a level of control back to the team. And also what could have happened was this. I could have got that list from, I could have got that list from my manager and I could have done it in the way that I thought was right. But guaranteed someone would have been in the staff room being going like, oh my God, have you seen those skirting boards? It's still disgusting. Oh my God, you know, this isn't done. This isn't done. But by giving them the autonomy to choose what is going to happen in their business, their part of the business, it meant that I didn't get in trouble. (laughs) They felt in control and the whininess, the toxicity, the moaning was completely reduced. 
I want you to join me on my leadership course, which is touring the UK and is now available online. You put so much energy into your team's development. It's about time I put that energy into you. So here's my next one. I get a lot of questions online about how the how the hell do I get my team doing a bloody dance routine in the middle of a meeting or jumping up and you know it all gets quite American because my team are not necessarily like all like that so how how am I managing it well I'll tell you sometimes again I've managed it very well and sometimes very poorly I wanted to have this team where we did fun things together where we made up a silly dance routine or like did a little like stretchy warm up in the morning to move our bodies like this is this was the business I wanted but I realized over time through watching miserable faces that that wasn't everyone's cup of tea and yeah it is my business and I should have the right to run it how I want and quite honestly if you don't like it you don't have to work there uh but there's something better than that. There's something better than creating my way. It's creating their way and guiding them to something as opposed to making them do something. So here's what I did and here's what I learned. I started to allow people to bring something that they led as opposed to me leading it. So this could be anything like I did have one person that was an ex-dancer. So one time they wanted to do a little like dance routine that they taught us, which got the energy in the morning. Um, then I had someone else that was really into meditation who wanted to lead a meditation, kind of sound bowls vibes, like that sort of stuff. Um, I've given recommendations before of like the simplest things like... I don't know if someone was really good at that clapping game when you were in the, like the patter cake thing in the schoolyard, teaching everyone that in the room. Now you might think, why would you do any of this? Like, what is the relevance? There is that moment where everyone walks into a meeting in the morning and everyone's flat, everyone's low in energy, their bodies are tight, their shoulders are hunched, there isn't an energy yet. And by doing activities that physically move the body, and I know this because I'm a teacher, I've always been a teacher, by moving bodies, we create connection, we create energy, we create smiles, and we can, we can change the dynamics and the feeling of a room. So it's it doesn't have to be happy, clappy American. It can be as simple as if someone knew the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air handshake and one person in the room has got 15 minutes to teach the rest of it and then we're all going to have a go. If you can set a meeting on a tone of that, you've already relaxed people. You've already allowed eye contact. And most importantly, this, you've given them a little bit of time to shake off whatever it was that was holding them down on the way to work, because you don't know what happened to them before they got there. You don't know what arguments they've had with their family, with their parents, what they're struggling with. And they will usually walk into that meeting still holding on to that weight. So when I give my team the opportunity to just have a little bit of escaping for a moment, escapism for a moment and move their bodies. I, I allow them to get into a new mind frame. But most importantly, what I said to the, at the start is this. It ain't my direction. It's their direction. And by making it theirs, 
it becomes something really special and it becomes something that they actually want to do. So the next one, and maybe the last one, is going to be about praise and connection. Now, any good leaders out there, I know that you, um, you'll probably do things where you actively praise people in the meetings, and I think that's awesome. But doing it in a more creative way, I think, again, adds more energy to your meetings. And meetings need to be something that people look forward to, not dread. So what we have is we have in, uh, in my business a jar. It's a glass jar and then we have a big pot of marbles and I don't do this every week, although I could every now and then, maybe every four weeks, I'll be like, right, the jar's out today. They all know what it is. I pop the jar into the middle of the room and anyone is allowed to take a marble and they'll say... This marble is for Bladen. I was really struggling this week and he has really been here for me. And then they pop it in the jar. And even that moment of the little jingle, it's a little dopamine release and they put it in the jar. You're also allowed to take a marble for yourself. So you'll say, this marble is for me. I had a really difficult client yesterday and I'm so proud of myself that I did that. Here's a marble in the jar encouraging people to put a marble in for themselves is equally as important as someone putting a marble in for someone else because being confident enough to praise yourself is something that we should be we should be manifesting within our companies and I would say that has been one of the most lovely lovely things that we've got into and we've always done it it used to be on post-its but the jar made a difference because I'll tell you this when I walk into that meeting holding the jangly jar full of the marbles I watch a little smile go on each one of those staff members faces and that's how I know it was the right thing to do. So there are three of my meetings that I feel have been super, super helpful. If you really love this content, I would love you to give me a comment underneath. As soon as I start to gauge what kind of content you like in these areas, I'm going to give you more and more and more. I am loving sharing this stuff with you and I really hope you love it too.